mind, folks. Welcome to episode 35 of Double Tapped. I'm Jay. I'm Tanner. Tanner. Yeah, what's This is up? Memorial Day weekend. It is. You could never tell from your outfit. Yeah, you would never know because I, I literally have American flags all over me. I look sort of Italian or Canadian, <laughs> depending on... This is like a bar, but it looks like a pizza place shirt. Yeah, and we don't care when their soldiers died. <laughs> <laughs> At least not the Italians about 80 years ago. That's, that's about the only one. That's true. I can point directly to that example. Yeah. Canadians... You could tell me Canada has never fought in a war, and I'd believe it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they've been our allies in several wars, but... <laughs> Probably so. We love you, Canadians. Just yeah, kidding. shout if out to anything, Canada. If anything, right now, looks a little nicer up there at times. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, which is why... So I was at the store procuring our beverages, which is the most American beer that you could acquire. Budweiser. Bud, Some di- people Bud call Diesel. It Bud Diesel. Bud Heavy. So... <laughs> Yep, that's a bud. And I'm walking around dressed like this. And <laughs> so for wait, 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 back up. Where did you get this? Target? This? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I was walking around Kroger. Mm-hmm. Our beloved Kroger. Shout out. Uh which apparently is more regional than I thought. It is. It's a very southern centric. Yes. But there are like Ralph's is like a subsidiary of Kroger and that's out mm. west. So there are Kroger affiliated stores everywhere right. but Kroger-esque. In, in our region of the country yeah. uh, Kroger is our like best big grocery store at least in my opinion I'm a Kroger stan it's also the most expensive in certain ways yes, yes. Uh, but I also really like Kroger but I was walking around Kroger wearing this and I was going to say that I feel like it's rare for a man to walk around wearing anything and feel like <laughs> just well, and feel like People are judging me. Mm. And not necessarily in a bad way to some people. Sure. But, and I think you know where I'm going with this. Yes. You walk around wearing a getup like this. Yeah. People start to think you're a little too patriotic. <laughs> yeah. You're a little, uh, you know, a little, uh, like in a, some of the orange man, you know, <laughs> fan. Yes. Around here. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, might keep you safe in certain areas. <laughs> That's sadly true. Uh, but yeah. I just bought it because I thought it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I like how if you, because when you first see it, it's like, oh, it's a bunch of American flags. A lot of them are upside down. Yeah. Which, which apparently, I saw a Jeep commercial not too long ago. Okay. There's some sort of, oh, wait a minute. No, those were just backwards. Apparently there's some significance to a flag being flown backwards. Mm. Now, upside down. Yeah, I was going to say, is there some sort of traditional... I think there is. I think so, too. I don't remember what the significance of that is, though. Because the backwards one is on, like, soldiers' arms a lot, right? Yeah, I think it's meant to be, like, you're moving forward, so the flag, like, flips around. Oh, gotcha. So, like, I think, like, maybe firefighters or, like, different groups often wear a backwards flag. There you go. We're weird about our flag. Not a great week to talk about holiday (laughs) for our flag. That's true, we do. we do. Yeah, we're a little too into the whole flag thing, I yeah. think. A lot, we're into a lot of things. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we, weird start, considering the week we've had. Yeah. Well, I, and part of me wanted to make sure that specifically was clearing the sure. air a little bit. Yeah, you just thought it was a fun outfit. Yeah. Which is fair. Cause I promote outfit. good America. <laughs> a lot of America is bad America. That's true. I have a poli-sci minor. That means I like politics but I'm by Only no means bit. an expert. <laughs> <laughs> Only that's, I'll get a minor. That's a like, yeah, you know. Make of it what you will. We've made our political affiliations relatively obvious on this podcast yeah. in the past. 
Uh, mine has changed over the years. Yours has. It's pretty been, abruptly. Been, been kind of awesome. But when you get that. raised in, you know, rural Kentucky, and then you go to a large state university, and then you go to a, a second private one. <laughs> rich person's university, which, you know, and sometimes is a bad thing. Sure. But I went to a very diverse one. Yes. So I've met some people who have, you know, allowed me to mold my views. <laughs> Expanded and your them. mind. Yeah. So that's always good. I, I'm, I'm basically a socialist. More or less. <laughs> so I wouldn't quite go that far, but I respect it. Yeah, no, I, didn't I mean, used to. I mean, it's clear where we both lie, like yeah. you said. So anyway, next week we will not be around. That's true. We are although, going to the beach. Although you'll probably hear this the week we're not here. Math, but yeah, we won't be. We'll, we'll be skipping a week. Yeah. So it's not we skip weeks for you know when we're busy anyway. Yeah. But we definitely will be skipping next week. Yes. Yeah, so you can go in and just plan for that. Unless. We pot on the beach. That would be wild. <laughs> if we were going to do that, it would. I would want to have the video component. Just oh, sure. For it would. It would be far too much, like to carry down there. Yeah. Just for the joke. But I mean, we do have a good friend going with us who, for quite a while, his only job was to go film things. That's true. So I mean, yeah, that's we could true. always enlist him. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we'll be at the beach. We're very excited. Yeah. Uh, we've not ever really gotten to go on a full fledged vacation. Not just you and me, but I've never really got to go with my friend group. Yeah, me neither. Uh, we had one pretty <laughs> epic fail of a trip. Yeah. Uh, the two of us, a friend of ours and his girlfriend. Yes. Where we went to the beach as well. Yeah. We went during spring break and lesson learned. We were too far north. We were too far north too early in the year and it was like 60, 70 degrees and rainy the whole time. Yeah, we couldn't get on the beach. Uh, the only, the food was good. Mm-hmm. We ate good food. Uh, I really don't. The only thing I really remember outside of the food from that trip was the fact that all four of us got in a like queen size bed and watched Selections on deck. Yes, that was. Uh, That's literally the only thing I can remember. It's a very specific. I'm not going to go as far as to say you know positive memory. It's a fun memory. <laughs> it's a funny memory. I think uh, it's fun. At the time, it was just like, well, we've got nothing else to do, so that was just what we did. Yeah, we just all got in bed. Anyway, <laughs> Tanner, what yeah. have you been playing recently? Uh, not Elden Ring. Because I've not been able to stream. Okay. Um, I've been very busy with work and trying to get all this stuff squared away before, before this trip. Before we leave. Uh, but you know what I have had time for? I'm back, baby. Slay the Spire once again. It hooks you. It does. I. It's the perfect... I've been in a movie-watching mood lately. Mm. I watched uh, four movies yesterday. Uh, and while doing that, I was like, I'm just going to throw those on the second TV. Yeah. And I'm going to play some Slay the Spire. It's literally the perfect podcast game. Because the thing is... It's one of the only games I can think of that even without pausing, you can just, like, chill. Yeah. You could sit in a round of Slay the Spire for, like, an hour, mm-hmm. and the game would not be upset with you. Yep. So, if anything happens that's cool, I just look away, and then I come back to the game. It's great. Uh, discovered that uh, the game has a fast mode that I was not aware of. I've actually had this equipped from, like, the jump. Oh, nice. Enough. Where, where it basically just speeds up the animations. Yeah. And, like, uh, your cards getting dealt to you, things like that, little stuff. And, uh, yeah, have really been, I've been trying to, so I've beaten the heart a couple of times, I think on PC, but I've never done it on PlayStation. Mm. Uh, I'm still not quite at the, where I was originally when I first played Slay the Spire, as far as like strategic and tactical. Yeah. Something I've discovered this run, which I feel like we've made, we may have talked more about Slay the Spire strategy than any other video game on this podcast. It's kind of awesome. Find your niche audience and you stick to it. Yeah. If you want Slay the Spire (laughs) content, we got nowhere to come. Uh, But I I have found, I think my old tactic used to be a little too aggressive. 
like attack heavy. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm just like really focusing defense sure. and slow playing it. And it's a very interesting way to play that game. Yeah. Well, there are some builds where like you can like accumulate your defense over turns and basically yes. become totally indestructible. Yeah. There are some builds where you accumulate defense that applies offense at the same time. Yeah. There's a lot of really funky cool builds that I continue to find and explore. So last night, and it was a shame because I died on like a fluke on this run because I thought I was going to do really well. Uh, I was playing with, uh, is it Defect the robot? Yeah. Um, So I was playing with Defect and I had had the ice cream cone. Mm. Which uh, preserves you, energy between yes, turns, right? You, you get energy from turn to I turn. Hate that I just know that. Yeah, it's one of the best uh, relics it's in the game. One. So instead of losing all of your energy if you don't spend it like you normally would, you just you just keep it. I also had the card that doubles your energy once and you exhaust it. And I had uh, a card that was evoke your next orb X times, mm. which is your amount mm. of energy. Yeah. I evoked a darkness orb for forty eight damage. 24 times <laughs> it was incredible yeah. i took a screenshot i was like this has to be the most damage i've ever dealt in one turn it was incredible Lordy. um so i'm sad that i didn't make it that far because that the weird thing with defect that i'm finding is like if you get it you basically just have to get past the first like four rounds you have to build up your orbs yes and once you're there you're good yeah. you just have to get to that pocket and i just got like i think it was one of the i don't remember if it was the boss that does the hyper beam yeah, there's literally a move called Hyper Beam, like from Pokemon, but it was one of those like you know 40 attacks, and I just couldn't defend it, and I died. Yeah. But yeah, that game's so good. Uh, I've I need to play more Stanley Parable again. I haven't been able to stream, mm-hmm. but I have uh, dipped my toe a little bit more into GTA Five. I bought it. Did you? Nice. Yeah. How, have you played any of it yet? I just like played up like the first mission and drove around as Franklin when you drop in as him a little bit. Yeah. So it's so good. Yeah. Like that game is amazing, and it we do make fun of it a little bit for re-releasing all the time, but. I get why it's it's awesome, and I kind of hope they do the same thing for Red Dead Two. Weirdly. Oh, I absolutely hope that. Yeah. I'd be much more excited for that. Me too. Me too. Um, anything else? Nope. So yeah, I bought pay my ten bucks penance to Rockstar because um, if not, it'll be forty in a couple yeah. months. Jumped in and it was thirty frames. I was like, Ugh. Mm. but then fiddled around. I was like, oh, there it is. There's Fidelity mode, which is like all the ray tracing graphical stuff. Mm-hmm. There's performance mode, which is purely raising the frame rate. But on current gen consoles, there's performance RT, where you kind of get the best of both worlds. Gotcha. It's 60 frames locked in, but with ray tracing. So, like, you're not going to not pick that. So right. That yeah. significantly, once I found that, I was like, oh, now we're back. This is what I wanted. Yeah. Was this game in a higher fidelity, which. I don't remember much of the story. That was the thing. I didn't either. I know, like, sort of... I, I was reminded, like, okay, Michael's sort of in witness protection-y kind of thing. Yeah. Then gets dragged back in. They're doing more heists, blah, 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 blah. I don't really care no. about, on this particular, you know, return to the game, about the story. I just kind of want, you know... I'm in that mood of, I just want games where I can bop around, but be doing something else, yeah, kill time, just hang out, like... Yeah. Uh, so, GTA... So if you've already played it, it's great for that because there's so many side activities. There's just a huge world, lots of shit to find. Yeah. Uh, so excited to just mill about, fiddle around with it. Uh, another game that is sort of good for that that I've been playing, Dying Light 2. Played mm. a little bit more of that. Uh, enjoying it. It's more Dying Light. A little bit of a tweak in some weirdness in like the story setup. Not to mention, I texted you in one of our more funny uh, text threads recently where I had you guess <laughs> yeah. uh, the protagonist's name. Yeah. Uh, his name is uh, Aiden. Aiden, uh, yeah. Very common video game name. Yeah. Uh, haven't gone back to Sifu yet. 
I keep mm. it's always on my mind, but I'm going to have to be in a very specific mood because I feel like once I start that game, I'm going to beat it in like two days. Yeah, because I know it's not very long. Yeah, uh, and then I've been having an itch to okay. go back to a game that I will circle back to at the end. Oh, it's going to be my recommendation. Oh, interesting. But okay. I'll talk about it then. Uh, I was I was going to ask you. Which you're probably going to be driving, or are you driving? No, to the beach. Yes, yes. I'm oh, not. you are. Okay, yeah. never mind. I'm I was going to ask. I'm car A, your car B. Right. Basically. I was going to ask if there were any games you were going to play on the way down. No, I'll but be. You'll be driving. I, I made a. Oh, now I have to tell the story of this playlist. Oh no. Uh, oh yeah. So there was a gathering that we had a while back. Yeah. Where, you know, often we just throw about random conversation starters, whatever. And one of the more common ones, if you were in a group like this, you might have heard basically the parable of the snail that tries to kill you. I think it started as a Rooster Teeth podcast thing. I think yeah. Gavin Oh, yeah, because it. it's like the million dollars but yeah. thing. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you get a million dollars. But all of a sudden there's a snail somewhere on Earth whose sole purpose is to crawl to you and touch you. And if it touches you, you die. Yeah. So... We went as far down the rabbit hole with this conversation as maybe anyone has ever gone. Yeah, we spent like an hour talking about all the different like intricacies yeah. and, and you ways you could to, plan you it. Have to you know crystallize the rules. Is the snail immortal? Is like you know <laughs> if that snail dies, does another one start somewhere else? Exactly, like yeah. all of these different things. And part of what we discovered is the lifespan of a snail, which is much longer than you might expect. Yeah, turns out. Some snails, if protected, like in captivity, whatever, can live for like 25 years. <laughs> yeah. Blew my freaking mind. Yeah. Put all that aside. We were talking about like, you know, oh, you take the million dollars, you're living your life, you're trying to ignore your death snail because you're trying to enjoy your life without thinking about the snail that's right. crawling towards you to try to kill you. So, as such, part of my, you know, plan was I created a playlist called Songs to Help You Ignore Your Death Snail. Yeah. Uh, because we decided that death snail is a unit of time that means 25 years. <laughs> oh, that's right. So <laughs> one forgot. death snail is that. 25 years. So yeah. if you ever hear us say, uh, I'm going to wait about a death snail before yeah. X happens, <laughs> we're talking about 25 years. Uh, so that is now the title of my summer 2022 playlist. Yeah. Uh, so can't wait to deploy that because that's what I'll be doing in the car. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Anyway, on to some news. We've got a few stories Okay. Uh, since we've been here last. It's only been a week, but a yeah. few things have dropped this week. First off, just dropped yesterday, Star Wars Jedi Survivor yeah. has been officially revealed with a teaser trailer and is set for 2023. How excited are you? Uh, pretty. Yeah. I would say pretty excited. Uh, I, you know, we've. I think we've talked a little bit about how Jedi Fallen Order is like really good, but not quite great. Yep. And I feel like Respawn, you know, I, I think my initial reply was just like Respawn only makes bangers because they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Jedi Fallen Order, really good, like proof of concept. Titanfall 2, amazing game that I played recently. Apex is great. Like Respawn just makes really good shit. And it seems like, granted, the trailer didn't give you a lot. No. It, But it seems like, you know, with all of the criticism it got and all of the like good positive feedback, but maybe you should do this instead of this kind of conversation about it. I feel like they're going to take it and make a really good sequel. Yeah. Um, what What are your initial thoughts? On I that? agree because I can't imagine that this game would come out and be worse than the first one. Right. My 
100% my expectation is that it's at least as good, but probably better. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping it's like an uncharted situation where like the mm. first one is a great like proof of concept. You know, good ideas. You know, you've got this Souls like in this Star Wars universe. It clearly has a good foundation. Polish it, clean it up, make it. I would say maybe a little grander. Mm. You know, the first one was cool because it had cool worlds for you to explore. Um, maybe introducing some more like legacy Star Wars characters. Sure. Adding in some bigger, you know, I don't bigger is the wrong word. More high-profile boss fights because mm. uh, there were some really good boss fights in the first game but with characters that were kind of throwaway. Sure. Um, Although mo- that, that one chick is awesome. Yes. Whatever her name was. I don't remember it. She had a really cool mask. You're talking about like the one at the beginning of the name. I think she's the ninth I, th- I was going to say something nine. Yeah. I know they're all like ninth brothers sister and sisters right. are You're the right. Inquisitors. You're right. It's ninth um, and yeah, the, she's dope. And the idea of the Inquisitors is really cool. Yeah. Like just Jedi hunters. Um, so incorporating more of that, incorporating some of those characters getting really good lightsaber boss fights. Because mm. there were only maybe three. Yeah, there weren't a lot. There were some boss fights that were different, which is fine. But, you know, I come to games like this because I want to fight someone that I feel like is almost... It's like fighting yourself, or it's like fighting a other person. It's a but mirror it's battle, computer. yeah. Those, I think, are the best fights in, like, swordsman-type games. Sure. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to it. I like the tease in the trailer, if you haven't seen the trailer, it's very short. Yeah. And it has that one character who I don't know his name. People thought that he was the Grand Inquisitor, but he, I don't think he is. Because mm. the Grand Inquisitor in Rebels, I don't need to. I'm, I, yeah, I'm I, already I don't go too far deep. down the rabbit hole in my own head. I, don't I haven't deep. watched half the like animated or any of the animated Star Wars stuff. Yeah. But there's the person in a tank. Mm-hmm. And it's like, who is this? Yeah. Some people are speculating it could be the first clone of Darth Sidious. Oh. Uh, some people are speculating it could be a clone of Cal Kestis. Sure. Uh, it kind of looks like him. It does. Um, would I be completely, like, mind-fucked if, like, Cal Kestis ends up being, like, the genetic seed for all the clones of Darth Sidious? That'd be kind of nutty. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool, yeah. Uh, but, again, we're already getting into some of, like, you start thinking about Star Wars too much and you remember all the bad stuff. <laughs> so I kind of want you to just forget all the Star Wars stuff. Yeah, just think about the idea of Star and, Wars like, and how fun that is. Just kind of do your own... Speaking of, the Ryan Johnson trilogy yeah. is now on hold, and they've confirmed that the next Star Wars is Taika Waititi's Star Wars. I saw that. Good. Yeah, I'm all in on that. <laughs> Restart it, like reboot it, kind of just do your own separate story elsewhere in the universe. Yeah. That'll be good. So. Uh, is there one thing, because talking about it has brought back some memories, good and bad, of, of that game. Not that I have a ton of bad memories, but yeah. uh, is there anything you would cut? Because for me... I would probably cut a little bit of, like, the... There's, like, a, a small hint of, like, Metroidvania in that game that just there feels is. very no, weird really is. compared to everything else. I didn't love that. And then uh, all of the... I feel like you fight an AT-AT, like, 15 you times do. in that you game. Absolutely do. Like, battles like that can be completely thrown away. But, you know, it's stuff like that that you get better yeah. elaborated in a sequel. And I agree with that because there was the... If anything was, like, the hardest criticism levied at this game it was probably not the metroidvania setup itself which is interesting but it was the deployment of the map and how it interacted with the world oh i forgot about those maps are super duper obtuse and basically if you got really deep into like one of these chambers in these worlds you could not like warp yourself back out yeah so it was very confusing at times. Yeah, and it was frustrating and not very fun to just sort of try to dig your way out of this hole that you put yourself into. So confusing that Jay said super duper, which you do not, you don't hear the duper a lot anymore. <laughs> I love it. But 
I would want, yeah, more open setups for these different planets that you visit. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little more like, I don't want to say not RPG-ish, but having more like NPCs that have like interesting things to say that you could find. Google just got triggered by something. Anyway, uh, did I say super duper and it triggered the Google? <laughs> super duper Google duper. Uh, uh, yes, I agree. That would like be maybe cool. this is a weird comparison, but like in Assassin's Creed, you know, you're finding the historical figures, you sure. know, and interacting with them. Maybe in this, you could, if you're going to Tatooine, you could find. You run into Uncle Owen at the exchange right. in Tatooine. You run right. into whoever. That's like, a good idea. Something like that, where it's just little interactions that give more depth. Yeah, more uh, more characters than aren't enemies. Yeah, and the other thing is take out that that game might have had the worst outfit customization i've ever seen <laughs> yeah it was what like color brown do you want your poncho to be exactly <laughs> what color do you want your poncho to be yeah. i don't want to wear a fucking poncho <laughs> yeah that, that was, was what bad. i kept thinking that whole time that so i never one, yeah. wore a poncho yeah take all of the creative energy from the clothing out and put it into the lightsaber because mm. that was the fun part yeah that was really cool they handled that well <laughs> anyway next story PlayStation has announced three TV shows that are in development. <laughs> I saw this. A Horizon series for Netflix. Yeah. A God of War series for Amazon. Yeah. And a Gran Turismo series. <laughs> Not sure who it's for yet. No one. Tanner. It's for no one. When I saw this whole story. Yeah. Even if the Gran Turismo thing wasn't part of it, which is stupid enough. Yes. I don't know why Sony's doing this. I don't either. This harkens back to like a weird era of why do we feel the need to validate our IP outside of the games Great themselves? Point. Such a good point. Um, yeah. Horizon, God of War, these stand on their own. Yes. We do not need TV shows that if you're... Produ- <laughs> and maybe they'll be good. Maybe. Maybe. But I'm not confident that they'll be as good as the games. Sure. Or as, you know... Let's okay. Let's take the Last of Us series that's coming out, for example. Yeah, we got to talk about. Why that. are we excited for that? Because it's Neil Druckmann and like writers from Naughty Dog. Yeah, it's HBO and, and it's the, the Chernobyl people and the guy who did Chernobyl, which was a really well acclaimed show. So this has the structural setup around it to be great. Yes, I'm not convinced that any of these shows will have a similar setup. Totally agreed. HBO is on another level still when it comes to committing to their shows. Yeah, they only they are very particular about what they green light. And the shit they green light gets a lot of financing and a lot of thought and a lot of good talent put behind it. With Netflix and Amazon, it's more of a crapshoot. And honestly, outside of Stranger Things, which I didn't even watch the last season of, I know the new season's out, um, I I can't really name a show on Netflix that I've been like, man, can't wait for season two of this show. Mm. Because it's just not, you know, they, they... They seem to be way more about quantity over quality. Mm. Amazon's somewhere in the middle. I feel like they try harder, but they also put out some random shit. And it's like, I first of all, we have no idea of the creative forces behind any of these things, which, like you said, is one of the reasons we're hopeful for The Last of Us show. But also, playing The Last of Us, immediately, almost everyone was like, man, this would make a great movie. Yep. This would be a, you know, people were talking about movies more than shows at that point, but like, this could actually be... I remember the conversation being like, could this be the actual first good video game movie? Right? That was how good that story was. And, like, you and I both love God of War. Kratos is sitting right there. Um, I will say, I'm much more optimistic about the prospect of a God of War show. Me too. Than Horizon. Because I think, if approached correctly, maybe it's like Mimir telling stories about, yeah. like, their travels or something like that. It could be interesting, but... I just don't have the faith that they're going to execute it as well as they could... 
And the Horizon show, the story of Horizon 1 is cool, but that was never, like, the main point of that was, Horizon. Yeah, that was going to be my point, which is just The Last of Us, superbly written and story-centric. Yeah. God of War, superbly written, but less story-centric. Yeah. Still a great story, yes. but it's not the focal point of the game. Right. Horizon... It's good written. Like, yeah, it's, it's written fine. well enough. Yeah, it's good. But it definitely has some plot weirdness, and I don't know how well that would translate, especially if the, the worst thing that any of these could do is take creative liberties. Yes. You know? Yeah. And muddy the waters of like what these you know worlds are supposed to be. Sure. And I fear for the world of Horizon and what people's understanding of it could be yes. get in the wrong hands. Agreed. Um, but yeah. God of War, I feel like, though be a little more protective about maybe but and there are a lot of story possibilities in horizon the world that don't center around aloy that could be really cool right but i feel like it's going to be an aloy-esque show oh sure um well and i wonder too with god of war specifically it's like are they gonna start i assume they start where god of war the newest game starts so we're not going to have any of the history of Kratos in Athens. So you think it's going to be like when Kratos gets to Norse land? I guess. I mean, that would be a pretty good, like him meeting Faye, like pre-Atreus. Yeah, that's that's the only thing I could think of. That'd be cool. I think, if, I think the way you steer clear of this isn't as good as the game is to tell another story in that same universe, but maybe that hasn't been told yet. I agree with and that. And that won't be told in the games. Um but, like, I kind of think that they're going to want Atreus in the show because that's the whole dynamic that people love, right? Yeah. Weirdly, as much as I make fun of it, Gran Turismo might be the best, like, blanket for if someone has a really good racing story they want to tell. I know people are diehards about F1 right now. That, like, at least Gran Turismo has no... Yeah, it's, any, a, yeah, it's a clean slate. Yep. Like, it, no any sort of information or story or anything. It's just like, it's a racing story and we're going to call it Gran Turismo and we're going to slap the logo on it. But yeah, I think horizon does not work as a show because I think it's going to be too. It's either going to be too simplified, like you said, or too dense for people to want to in like involve themselves in it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm very curious about the way that's going to work out, especially when I think the cool part of horizon is the gameplay anyway. Sure. So it's like when you take that out, I guess, I guess my question is, does Sony see themselves as, like, the new Marvel with TV? Mm. It's like, why does everybody need to do this? <laughs> I know what the answer is, money, but, like, I don't know. Try The Last of a Show out first before you greenlight something, maybe? Yeah, that's true. It's weird. It's, it's, a, it's a very gung-ho approach to something that we've not seen work once. Yeah, I will say, my, and I forgot about this, <clears throat> Netflix is in a dire strait, or they're in dire straits right yeah. now. Um, losing subscribers left and right. Yeah, their numbers are crazy. Uh, and they said publicly that their mm, sort of mantra going forward is going to be reversing the quality over quantity that has sort of plagued them. Mm-hmm. So maybe that puts a little more faith in the idea of a development of any show that they're about to put out. Sure. But I guess it, it really, it comes down to Horizon not fitting a show, at yeah. least in our heads. Yeah. Could it be good? hundred percent possible. Yeah, totally. We'll see. But I mean, you also see how kind of like, uh, like a, a wet turd that halo was <laughs> that like, you know, everybody people were so pissed. People were, I, I never saw anything great about it. I saw some people say it was okay, but mostly people were upset. It's like, 
that's what you are trying to avoid with any IP at all costs. You do not want people to relate the name Halo to something they didn't enjoy. Yeah, and the weird thing is, I'm glad you brought this up because I was sort of thinking about this. The show, apparently, I haven't watched a single second of Halo. Me neither. Apparently, the show is pretty good if you look at it completely removed from the game. Oh, right. If you're not a Halo fan. Yeah, if you're just a TV watcher and you're just like, I'm going to watch this show. Apparently, it's decent to pretty good. But the people who like Halo hate the show. Right. And that's the risk that you're having to take on any of these things is pissing off your actual fan base. And the people who line your 100% see that happening with either of these. Now, Gran Turismo, first off, I'm still not entirely convinced it has a fan base, even though it sells (laughs) 10 bajillion copies. Yeah, are the people who play Gran Turismo going to want to watch a Gran Turismo show? I doubt it, No, because they're looking for a game without a story anyway. Yeah, they just want a racing game. You know, fed a story. I agree. It's like, unless you just have a kick-ass story just waiting for a coat of paint with a name to put on it, I don't know why that show's happening. Next up. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 2 is what I'm calling it. (laughs) Will release on October 28th with several vintage maps rumored to return. Warzone 2 does not yet have a release date. And really the only reason that I bring this up is Mm -hmm. because it's Modern Warfare 2. Right, which is which is your bread and butter. Yeah, it is one of my favorite games of all time, which we've discussed. Uh, It is probably my favorite multiplayer experience all time, neck and neck with our experience with The Last of Us. Shout out. it's my favorite Call of Duty, and it's not particularly close. I just think that it's dumb that they haven't leaned into that as much. Because there is clearly, maybe it's just the you know realms of TikTok and Twitter that I'm on. <laughs> yeah, your echo chamber. But it really does make it seem like this is Modern Warfare 2, the original, is one of the most highly regarded Call of Duties there ever was. Totally. The maps were great. The guns were great. The stories and characters when they were in their prime, like the Modern Warfare slate of characters, were at their best. And they really have not capitalized on that with the legacy Call of Duty players who've just been clamoring. or like, I miss the old Call of Duty. I'm not saying they can't bring it back and revamp it and apply all the modern mechanics to it. I would like them to do that. Yeah. But do it with some of these maps. Bring them back and just a fresh cone of paint. Some of these guns, all these sorts of things. It's just, I want to say it's a license to print money. Mm-hmm. I hope that I'm right about that. I might be wrong. Maybe these new Fortnite kids have just taken over and like <laughs> yeah. they're going to dominate the shooter space and they decide what's cool and what's not. Oh, no. I hope they don't. <laughs> but right now I'm hoping, and in the marketing of this game, they're leaning into the old, like the green aesthetic is back, mm-hmm, like the old school yeah. Modern Warfare logos. The characters are back. It's reminiscent of when they brought like Captain Price back in the first Modern Warfare. You've got Soap, you've got Ghost, you've got all these guys. So it they're catering at least a little bit. And I hope sure. as more comes out about this game, it makes it clearer and clearer that they're respecting what the original Modern Warfare 2 you know, set out and created. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited because, I mean, this is your, your baby here, but I'm excited to experience some of these maps for the first time. My first Call of Duty was Black Ops. Uh, my first Modern Warfare was Modern Warfare 3. And I want to play Modern Warfare 2 because even outside of you, this is the game that always comes up as sure. like you know the gold standard for Call of Duty. What I just thought of though, it's gonna suck in like five years when we get a Fortnite remaster, and people are like, "Yes, it's back! <laughs> like we're getting the original map. Hell yeah, dude! Oh god, but it's see, gonna now, happen." But then 
I'd probably play that shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because I, was, I wasn't I was there at the beginning, beginning. I was there maybe like two seasons in. Sure. But I was there pretty early on, and that yeah. was fun for a little while. Yeah. So. But, That's got to be funny. Uh, yeah, I... There have been so many good Call of Duties and quite a few bad Call of Duties at this point for a series that's gone this long that it should be clear by now yeah. what the fans want. Yeah. And yeah, I'm kind of surprised this isn't just a straight up remaster in a way. And because because I, mean, I thought it was when it first got announced, and kinda. we've been clamoring for that, clamoring for that for years now. Yeah. Um, and but this is I, here's what I will say, you know, absent of anything else, like la- we talked about how we skipped Black Ops Cold War. Yes. Then we were back in on Vanguard. Vanguard was fine. Yeah, it was fun for like a week on the relative <laughs> Call of Duty scale. Yeah. But this is the only one that they could have possibly come out with absent any information about it. I'm like, all right, I'm going to buy this. Mm. You know, it's, there's not much of a conversation to be had. I'm not going to be swayed. You're not going to sway me out there. Don't even try. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to buy this game. Yeah. And I'm either going to, this might be the make or break Mm. for my love of Call of Duty going forward. Yeah, that's totally fair. Either they respect this game and bring back what fans love and, you know, keep it simple, stupid with the guns and the maps, all that jazz. Or, they completely botch it, and I'm not convinced that any Call of Duty will be good ever again. <laughs> we'll see. Right. Uh, I had one more point here. Oh, I'm actually, you know, because I don't have the Modern Warfare 2. I'm very excited for you all for Modern Warfare 2. I'll, sure. I'll play it if it's good. Uh, Warzone 2, I've I've had an itch for some sort of Battle Royale recently. Yeah. Warzone was really fun. Yeah, it had a, a... I didn't play it nearly as long as mm. you or most people, but it... Does it's one of those itches that's hard not to scratch whenever yeah. the opportunity comes around. Like I had the first itch in maybe three, four years to play PUBG the other day. Mm. I didn't play it, but I had I had the itch, and so like Warzone Two kind of makes me perk my ears up a little bit. Yeah. I, I hope that that announcement. God, is um, hold on, a mat. So some of the maps that they've rumored that are like coming back in Modern Warfare Two as like just base multiplayer maps mm-hmm. is like. Uh, Quarry, High Rise, Afghan, Terminal, I think are the four that I saw, which if you've played Modern Warfare 2, those are like great maps. Legacy, love them. Sure. <clears throat> but I'm imagining the possibility of them doing what they've done with a lot of vintage maps, which is incorporating them into the Warzone Oh, map. yeah. I would flip my lid. That would be fun, dude. If they dude. put like five or six of those old maps in a new Warzone map. Again, I am an absolute <laughs> sucker for this game. Yeah. Anything that you bring back from this game, I'm going to want to experience. Yeah. So, last news story. Tanner? Yeah. It's our favorite thing. Uh oh. PlayStation State of Play is returning (laughs) once again with a show on June 2nd uh, that will reportedly focus on third party partnerships and PSVR 2 titles. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, when I first saw this announcement, I got a little excited. Because I was like, state of play in June? We got to stop. This is an emotional response that we've been conditioned to. We're Pavlov's state of play. We are. Uh, Yeah, so (laughs) I got a little excited because I was like, it's June. This could be a big one. And then I read about it and I was like, nope. And no, no, I don't care anymore. Yeah, and because our friend Skinny, you know, we were talking about this in our little like Twitter chat. Mm -hmm. And he was like, well... What if they gave us one of, and he listed, like, <laughs> all the big God IP. of War gameplay, like, a Wolverine trailer. Yeah, there was something uh, else. Something else. And I was like, the description says third-party partnerships and PSVR 2 titles. And if you've read the descriptions of any state of play of the last, like, six, 
they're telling you, yes, hey, don't watch don't this. expect <laughs> anything besides what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not. No. Now, third party partnerships could mean almost anything. It could. Isn't first party. GTA Six could get revealed at this thing. It's not going. It's not to. going to. Yeah. I'm not. I don't have any hopes. No. I'm not going to watch this. I'm just going to let you know the yeah. credits roll and we'll see what the news rundown is. Yeah, we'll find about it on Twitter. Uh, but it's just another one of those things. It's like. You're, but that's the frustrating thing about this one is that it's in the heart of E3 season. Yes, that's and the annoying part. And they're going to drop an irrelevant 30-minute show yeah. that's not going to probably reveal anything of substance. And you already know what's going to happen. People are going to get excited because they're not going to read about it. And they're just going to be like, oh, new state of play. Let's do a live stream. And it's like, this was 30 minutes. Why yeah. did they do this? Um do you think there will be some sort of showcase maybe in like August? Yes, I do think they're going to do something. I hope so. To what end, I don't really know. I hope it's not just this. <laughs> I'll be pissed off if it's this. Like, I ha- you know, th- what, <laughs> here is a possible outcome that would suck. Mm-hmm. If they were like, you know, they have this say to play and they announce like maybe one cool game. Yeah. But then, like maybe, I, I don't know what we see there. But, uh, <laughs> and then in like August, they're like, all right, tune in for an all God of War Ragnarok state of play. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awful? That's one and of the worst totally, sentences I've ever heard. It's totally possible. It's totally possible. You know, honestly, you know why that's one of the worst sentences I've ever heard? Not only because I hate the idea of them pre-announcing anything Me that they're too. putting on these state of and plays. And that's all they do. A part of that is, I wouldn't put it past them that they do that, but I do not want to see anything else from this game. Me neither. I don't need totally. to see anything else. I won't watch else. that. Like, I don't think they needed to show nearly as much of Horizon as they did. No, not, like, not at all. You needed one gameplay trailer just showing people, here's how pretty this game is. Yes. Fair enough. That's it. We aren't, There's gameplay in that first trailer for God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. There's the, like little tidbits of like, you know, the uh, sled dogs going across the frozen lake of nine. I didn't need to see anything else. No. I know I'm good. this game is going to be built well. It's going to be good. I don't need anything else. But... They can't help themselves. They had a fucking death loop state of play. <laughs> that was a, like eighty percent death loop. I forgot about that. Yeah, that so, was I mean, bad. You know, my <laughs> expectations on state of play are just in the floor. Yeah, could not uh, be lower. And the first thing that I said in that Twitter group was like, the public perception of the next two weeks is going to be Xbox is going to be clamoring PlayStation. Yep, totally. And I hate that. You know, not because I'm just that much of a PlayStation homeboy, but because there's so many. Arguably better games that are soon to come out on PlayStation. Yep. But Xbox is about to just own the day, and I'm not sure it's going to budge PlayStation. No. They seem so committed to this format that it's just beyond reproach at this point. Yeah, well said. So Totally agree. Anyway, with that in mind, I want to turn the tables away from PSVR. Yeah, fuck you, PSVR. Turn the tables away from State of Play. Yeah, fuck you, State of Play. Turn it to... What is effectively going to be maybe the only <laughs> E3 yeah. showcase in effect that we really get, which is Xbox's show. The combined Xbox, Bethesda, E3, what I've called E3 Memorial Showcase, because <laughs> uh, it is That's Memorial good, yeah. Day weekend and because yeah. E3 is dead, as yeah. we discussed. Yeah. So, you thought out there that because E3 is dead, that we're still not going to do predictions? You're damn wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> and if anything... This might be better. 
Okay. Because last year we did a ginormous clusterfuck of predictions. That's true. It was, for an it was entire a lot. summer, <laughs> we did predictions for shows we didn't even know were going to happen. I forgot. About we just that. did it preemptively. Yeah. So now we're just going to predict shows as they come. Yeah, as we know them. Yeah. So totally. we know that Xbox Bethesda's joint show June twelfth. Yeah. Which we will be back from the beach for. So I presume it's we'll awesome. be right here doing our normal thing. Yeah. Uh, watching this show. So looking forward to that. But. We're going to at least give five predictions per show that comes down the pipeline. So today, we've each got our respective five predictions for this combined Xbox Bethesda show. Have another beer. Absolutely. Thank you. So, I don't know how we're going to scale these points. I assume, like we did last year, you know, after the fact, because you're almost never exactly right. No. But a lot of times, you're not exactly wrong. That's true. So, we'll give partial points We'll decide victors on each of these individual shows. Okay. But for now, we've just got five predictions. We will judge them as necessary when the actual show happens. Yep. Do you want to go first? You want me to go first? You go first. Okay. Despite the delay. <laughs> I have despite being delayed. There you go. <laughs> We're out each now, other I don't too know often. What, my ahead. game is go ahead. We will see the first gameplay footage of Redfall. Oh, uh, it will tease, and here's this is my. I think that's kind of safe. Okay, I think we'll see Redfall gameplay. Yeah, here's where I'm going to deviate slightly and try to get a little more specific. It will tease a day night difficulty shakeup akin to Dying Light, oh. because at the end of that trailer that we saw last year, there was some sort of big like vampire lord that was blacking out the sun. Mm-hmm. My interpretation of that is that they're like, okay, if there's an eclipse or if it's nighttime or something, that's vampires cool. are going to be like more deadly that you're fighting. Yeah. So I think that would be a cool element to incorporate. So I think we're going to hear something or see something about that. I like that. And then I just said no more specific release date than 2023. It okay. got delayed to 2023. I don't think they put an actual date on it yet. Right. So that's my first prediction. Uh, I'm not going to, I wrote enough that, you know, just in case this happens. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to say what mine was. This is an actual prediction. I just wrote, despite being delayed, both Redfall and Starfield get in-engine trailers. Yeah. Um. So. I avoided Starfield because I don't know what the hell they're going to do with no it. No idea. Uh, We get our first extensive look into Fable. Mm. And it's out next year. Next year, yes. Ooh, wow. That game's been in development. It's the first trailer we got was 2020, so well, at looking, least two years, if not more. Yeah. Looking back, there's a lot of Xbox games sort of in the pipeline. Yes, there are <laughs> that could be good. That are yeah. big, you know, AAA games that maybe they go one way, maybe they don't, but we'll see. Yeah. My next one, The Outer Worlds Two. Oh gets another cheeky trailer because you remember that trailer last year it was, year? Great, it was yeah. very like we're not know, allowed to put a villain in yet because we don't know what it is exactly it was yeah. very almost satirical yeah trailer was good uh but this time i think they do introduce us either to like the characters or the world so this is more of like an actual this isn't just a trailer like space yeah <laughs> and we're making a game yeah, yeah this yeah. is actually a trailer about the game yeah uh and i do think they just say 2023 for that game okay so there's, a lot, there's going to be a lot of those, I think. Me too. I think uh, 2023 is going to be a big year for I do Xbox. too, because COVID delays and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we get a full-on trailer, gameplay and all, for Forza Motorsport. I don't know what it's going to be called, if it's just Forza Motorsport or whatever. Uh, will be this year, 
and there will be some sort of tie-in to F1. Oh. I don't know if it'll be drivers, if it'll be teams, or sure. whatever. F1 is like the sports hotness of the world right now. Yeah. And that makes total sense. I think they're already like that kind of racing, right? That's sort of the Grand yeah. Prix type style. So I, Xbox loves a good tie-in. So I'm going to say it's an F1 thing. Okay. My next one. Arcane mm. officially puts PlayStation behind them and announces a new IP that will be Xbox exclusive. Okay. There is... And this is sort of an addendum. You can maybe give me negative points if I'm wrong. Okay. There is a 0% chance that it's Dishonored 3. Okay. I think there is a 0% chance that you have an Xbox exclusive Dishonored, Dishonored. 3. Dishonored. Huh. I think it's a new IP. It's announced at this show. I, think they want, I like it. I think they want the idea of Ghostwire and Deathloop to just be just behind them. Never yeah. mind. Let's just forget about those. Let's move on to this. Whatever yeah. it is. God, they make a lot of games. They do. <laughs> Um. Hmm. Okay. Uh, something people have been clamoring for for a long time. Xbox announces that Xbox Live is no longer a thing. Game Pass is now an all-in-one subscription. Yeah. Makes I, sense to compete with PlayStation Plus. Yeah. It would just people be so want much Xbox Live to be dead. Yeah. Uh, just the difference in. At this point, the value proposition of base Xbox Live is so Low. minimal compared <laughs> yeah. to just getting Game Pass or now compared to getting PlayStation Plus as it's about to come down. So, I mean, yeah. I, I I didn't put that as a prediction, but I saw some people chatting about that. Like, I don't know why they don't do this. So yeah, it's been a thing for a little while now that people are just like, Xbox Live is the dumbest yeah. subscription I pay for. <laughs> My fourth prediction. Do you remember the trailer for a little game called Contraband? I have a Contraband thing here. There you yeah. go. So, I've said Contraband so will get a gameplay trailer yeah. highlighting, and this is where you, you know plus minus points are going to come down. Sure. A Mad Max meets Just Cause gameplay style. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, a sort of vehicle-centric, heavy destruction sort of like heist escape sort of vibe is yeah. what I get. The heist escape vibe, like, it seemed like the trailer was hinting like, okay, we've got these, like, blueprints. We've got a car that we're building out and, yeah. like, an escape vehicle. So I think the sort of direction this game is going is Mad Max-ish in the driving mechanics, but because it's just caused developers from Avalanche, I think they're going to incorporate some of the big explosions that you're sure. accustomed to. So I think that's the vibe, but I don't think we get any whisper whatsoever of a release date. Mm, I like that prediction. Uh, yeah, because I wrote it as contraband. <laughs> I, it's funny. I wrote it like I have forgotten about it, too, where I was like, hey, remember this game? Because yeah. I wrote it as contraband, that cool smuggler's paradise game. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I just said it would get a trailer. Um, a gameplay trailer. Hmm. I have so many here. Uh, all right. I'm going to combine two of them. Okay. We get the first trailer for IO Interactive's James Bond game. Ooh, baby. And at the end, Xbox has acquired IO Interactive. That would be dirty. That's a, pull that out. That's a really good studio just sitting out there, man. That, you're right. No, no parent company? I don't think. Hmm. Interesting. That's uh, one that it just never even... 
you know, registered with me when we've talked about acquisitions as like a possibility. But yeah, I just I was I was going through my predictions. I was like, which of these companies could they buy? Yeah, so they could probably buy IO. Well, here's the interesting thing: is that okay? IO right at you know right now locked into making this James Bond game. Yeah, but if the plan for whatever company wanted to acquire any company, not let's just zoom out. Let's say we're Xbox. We're looking to buy a developer. Yeah. What's a developer that has a structure that's built in to create a platform of a game that's ongoing, you know, yep. that is a money maker over time. Your subscription could pay for it. Yeah. It would keep you subscribed. IO might be as good of a bet as there is out there. So yeah. I like that. That's a good point. Because I would totally have played the uh, Seven Deadly Sins Hitman yeah. 3 stuff if it was part of my Game Pass or Plus subscription. Sure. Man, I like that thought. Thanks. My last one. Okay. Which is a little more nebulous. But, so last year we, you know, we thought Xbox had a good show last year. Mm-hmm. We praised the structure because it harkened back to the bing, bang, boom, trailer, 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 yeah. you know, all the way. Since Xbox at this moment is really the only big company present for E3 season. Sure. If you assume E3 season is like early June, which yeah. is when we're used to, I think they're going to double down. And say, you know, we're sticking to this structure. We know people want to just see the games. We have a lot of games in the pipeline. We're going to show them all to you. Rapid fire go. Yeah. I struggled to come down with a number. Okay. But between Xbox and Bethesda, because I think last year was like an hour and a half to two hours. It's a pretty long show. Yeah. I think we're going to see at least 32 <laughs> trailers. We're going to count when we watch it. Yep. All right. At least I am. Okay. 32 trailers Damn, for games. that's a lot. So, in you know, I'm working in that there are going to be a couple of games that take up a bigger chunks of time. Sure. But 32 across a show that I think maxes out at two hours. Yeah. I think we'll get a lot of smaller bits. Okay. I think we'll get some big chunks. But I'm going to... I started at 25, and I was like, let's get a little more ambitious. I went yeah. up to 32... <laughs> like that it's 32. Trailers. Uh, now, question. Okay. If... if, a, if hmm... If we get like some sort of sizzle reel, sure. Do those count as a trailer? I think no. <laughs> but depends on the structure. Because I sure. think there are some sizzle reels where they do sort of give you brief, maybe like 20 second, 30 second, like. Yeah, like quick fire yeah. trailer. I'm not talking about like a sizzle reel where it's like 10 seconds max for each game. Right. And this will be a very discretionary thing. Mm-hmm. But if it's a sizzle reel where. We've got like, oh, the title of the game is across the bottom of the screen. We get cuts of different parts of the game. I think that counts. Okay. Does it it have to be for a game that's not out to count as a trailer? So like Hades last year, is that a trailer? Does the... Okay, Hades last year. That that was not yet released on that platform. Sure. Yeah, if if there's like, you know... uh, I'm trying to think of a PC exclusive right now, but like some, inscription, right? Yeah, Something inscription like comes to Xbox. Is that? I feel like that's a trailer, right? I think as long as it gets ample time shown, I think it still counts. Okay, cool. As long as it's here's what I'll okay, I'll amend it. Okay, DLC doesn't count. Good. All right. Yeah, that's fine. DLC doesn't count. It has to be either a game that's being ported, ported. or a new game. Got it. Okay, that'll be mine. Oh. Hmm. Man, I have two really good ones that I like. 
I'm going to go for, I think, the one that's slightly more likely. Okay. We get our first Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 trailer, and it is announced as a day one Game Pass game. Not exclusive. Oh, no. But it's on Game Pass day one. Oh, no. <laughs> that would rock my world, because I'd be like, where am I going to play this? Yeah. Play it on PC with me. I'd probably play it twice. I'd probably buy it on PlayStation and play it on PC. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, they own Activision, dude. You don't you don't right. you don't buy them for nothing. I forgot about that. <laughs> that was one of the only things that I was thinking about. I was like, "Damn, what are they going to do with Activision?" I was like, "Oh, Game Pass." Dude. Wow, the possibilities really are endless for <laughs> Game Pass games that get announced during this show. Yeah, like cuz I I think they're going to Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I I think they're going to really say like, "Oh, you have that PlayStation Plus thing? That's cute. Here's Game Pass where you can get Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 day 1 on Game Pass." You know, pardon me. So that was your last prediction. Yes. So yes. now let's just talk broadly. Okay. This feels like almost Xbox's like revenge is best served cold moment. Mm. Like PlayStation's about to drop a middling, meaningless state of play. Yeah. Ten days later, you get your chance as the lone survivor yeah. of E3 season to just drop the hammer. This could be a big shift in the perception of these two companies. I totally. Think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think this could be their, we're really getting our win back kind of thing yeah. where they're, they're going to. Yeah. I, th- I, I think if you're them, cause obviously I don't know the exact way these shows come together. Right. I assume it's, you know, everybody already knows all of the games that are going to be in this trailer at this point or yeah. in this, in the showcase, like there are no surprises left for them, but I wonder if like a month ago or whenever they're putting the show together, probably further back than that, if they're like in my head, I've been in marketing meetings, not of this scale, but in my head, they're just writing every name of every game that they know is coming on the board. It's like, who can we see trailers from? Yeah. I feel like they should unload as many of those as they can. Like just make this a crazy show because I think that will swing. So like you said, swing so much good favor their way. Um, you and I will look at them differently if they bring it yet again during E3 season. Like they may be combined with last year. If this showcase is good, they may be the new like great showcase company. Yeah. Because I don't remember what PlayStation did last year. I know it was pretty good, but like I remember us both being kind of blown away with how much Xbox just went for it. Mm -hmm. And if they go for it again, which always seems to be the hard thing. And it almost is never two back-to-back years. Yeah. But the, uh, it was good last year in structure. Sure. The games were okay. Yeah, they were hitting But us. we commended them for how they set up the show. Right. So if they set up the show and they bring the games, this would be a r- electric show. Yes. I hope it is. I'm all for all the parody in the world. And yeah, me too. I mean, we're both Game Pass subscribers, so... And that's the thing. <laughs> Might if, as well enjoy If they're it. doing sort of what you said, and so they have on a whiteboard, like, okay, here's all the games that potentially we could show a trailer for. Yeah. And here's all the games we've already earmarked that are going on Game Pass. Oh, Just yeah. Just imagine that little stinger of, like... Or if Phil Spencer comes out right at the beginning, maybe there's a... St- or, okay, here's... Maybe, I, I think I, I know where you're going with this, and I like it. Here might be how I would do it. Yeah. You show some games. You don't worry about the that part just yet. Yeah. You show you have one of your figureheads come out and say, you know, enjoy the show. Then you have Phil Spencer come out, a la uh, I forget who came out uh, at the 
PS5 reveal when we were like, oh, they're almost done, and then they had like four games. Oh, yeah, that's bangers. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine Phil Spencer comes out and it's just like, every game you see from here on out is day one on Game Pass, and then they show you like 10 games yeah. that are all like big, like pretty expensive looking AAA, like yeah. quality games. You totally just like sell this better than PlayStation ever could sell the current subscription model that they've got going. Right. Like, because they're totally. clearly not committed to it like Xbox has. Uh, yeah. They've got all the room in the world to make this an absolute curb stomp of a show, Xbox over Sony. And we didn't even mention Perfect Dark. We didn't mention Hideo Kojima's rumored game yep. that he's going to work with them. Uh, we didn't mention the Coalition's new game, yep. which is not Gears. Uh, like, all the third-party stuff they could pull in, Avowed. Like, there's so many other games floating out there, like you said, that are just kind of in the ether that this could be, like... I don't want to over my hype myself, but no. I have very low expectations overall. But it has the potential to really blow us out of the water, and I hope it does. I I agree. I'm not going to root against them just because we're PlayStation boys, like you know. <laughs> no, totally. Competition is good. Yeah, good games are good for everybody. Yep. On that note, Tanner, mm-hmm. do you have a recommendation to cap us off this week? I do. It's a game that I forgot to mention at the open. Okay. Uh, it's a game called. You're going to laugh at me. Super Auto Pets. So this is. A, uh, You're going to have to explain a lot. So I didn't know what auto chess was until I played this. So auto chess is like what Dota is kind Wait a minute. of. Did I like mishear you at first? I thought you said super auto pets. That's, that is what I said. But it is an auto chess game. Now you're talking about game. chess. So now super, I'm really confused. Super auto pets is in the auto chess genre. Okay. Auto chess is a genre of games. Like Dota is auto chess technically. Uh, there are some other games that are much larger scale auto chess. But basically... The idea is... I'm learning things today. You put pieces on a board, on a board. This is very simple. Super Auto Pets is a very simple version, which is why I like it. Okay. Uh, you put your pieces on a board. They go up against another team's pieces, and then you get a, like, a turn in the shop to either upgrade your, in this case, pets, uh, give them treats, or buy new pets, and then they go back and forth. So the idea is like it's a longer running, like, you know, most games go like six or seven rounds. Yeah. Uh, battle... And you're trying to upgrade yourself over and over again. So this game is very cute. So like your little like, you know, attack pieces are like a badger or an elephant or whatever. It's adorable, but it's actually the amount of strategy that goes into it is kind of awesome. Yeah. So like you can get a an animal. So it works as sort of like a card game stats wise. It's like you have your attack and then your health. Um, and basically the cards fight each other and then, you know, whoever wins wins like last man standing kind of thing um but you can get pets that like you know every time the the pet ahead of it attacks this pet gets two more attack yeah or like and you can chain some crazy shit the other day i had uh a pet that was anytime you bought food from the shop which food are like buffs basically um you gave a random pet plus one health plus one attack so i would just not even upgrade my pets and just buy food re-roll buy food and then i was just like scaling infinitely it is so fun. It has some of the same strategic like feeling of a build that's similar to like a Slay the Spire, mm. where you just get this mode and you're like, oh my god, you know, if I pair this with this, holy shit. I know it's silly, it's a very cutesy game. You can play it like on iOS, you can play it with anybody. Um, but I uh, uh, a buddy showed it to me and I just I really enjoyed it. It's a very yeah. fun little enjoyable thing, and it's free. So similar like people call Pokemon like baby's first RPG. 
this, is this like yes. baby's first MOBA? Kinda, yeah. Basically, yeah. Huh. I like it. I, it's fun. And are you are you playing against other people? Or are you so I was playing against my buddy okay. uh, mostly, but yeah, you can play like random lobbies and stuff. But it also has like computerized. Like, can you play local? Or I don't know if you can play against a computer. Maybe I'm not sure. I haven't tried it. I might have to look into it. It's pretty fun. It's a fun little just do nothing game. Because you know we've always been in the fuck mobas camp. Yeah, uh, more. <laughs> it's or less. not really a moba. I know. Yeah, because you're. Ex- I've never really heard of this auto chess kind of mm. genre you've described, but that's kind of interesting. It's fun. I, you know. Talking about the build and Slay the Spire comparisons, like I see how that just kind of manifests itself as a more multi-tiered, complex version of like Slay the Spire. Sure. So, anyway, my recommendation, I've been playing a lot of golf. Mm. Played another nine holes the other day. Or The, the actual game golf, yeah, by the, the way, not a video, golf. not a golf video game. Yeah. Although, I'll circle back to that. Mm. Like, ordered a new golf bag. Nice. Golf bags. Really expensive. They are. I looked the other day because I want to uh, get a set, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like I got a cheap one, and it was one hundred and eighty dollars. Yeah. Uh, ordered some new head covers, so I'm in the zone with golf. Yeah. So I was just going to circle back and recommend one of my favorite golf games ever, which is Everybody's Golf. Mm, which uh, is going to be rumored, by the way, on the new PlayStation Plus. Yeah, uh, and it's a great. Um, I have not quite gotten into the depths of the multiplayer capacity of everybody's golf but as a person who just i love golf video games me too partially because they're great for that like podcast game setup yeah if you understand the game even a little bit most of these especially the more like animated style like your mario golf your everybody's golf yeah you don't need to be like a golf rules expert they're streamlined they're simple they're fun uh but they're tactical enough you're picking your clubs. You're deciding like how you're gonna play a hole. Yeah. Uh, one of the interesting things about golf broadly, and it applies to these games as well, is every hole and every course is unique. It's not like basketball. It's not like football where everything's standardized. Sure. You're playing the course as much as you're playing other people. Right. So I love diving into you know these different golf games and just seeing what kind of funky courses they've designed. Yeah. Uh, and everybody's golf has some really good ones. Uh, so if you in the mood, you see the PGA Championship, you see the U.S. Open, the British Open come on TV, and you're like, I don't really understand what's going on. <laughs> try everybody's golf, or if you don't want everybody's golf, try the golf game of your choosing. Yeah. I just think it's a really good pathway into understanding the basics of the game. Totally. I know way more about golf because I played Tiger Woods PGA Tour 06 or whatever. But And you got two of those coming out pretty soon. That's true. You got uh, EA's version, and you got the 2K variant, so... Yeah. You know, excitement around golf video games is at a high that it hasn't quite been at. In at a fever pitch. Maybe a decade. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So play some of these games, get yourself warmed up for some of those. Because if you don't buy them and they don't make sequels, I'm going to be mad at you. <laughs> so, and my mic fell. Anyway, that's so, all I've got for today. So Let's go enjoy some wrestling, Hell some yeah. basketball, Hell yeah. and at some beach. We'll see you soon enough. Until then, we're tapping out. <laughs>